Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Well, howdy there. Welcome again, Growing in Grace. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. I was, about to, <laughs> I was about to say Joel Summers. My goodness, Cap, it's been five years since I've been on the radio, and I, I some things just never die, I guess, but... I was really honestly just about to say that because you're the cap and and you were on the radio when I was on the radio too all those years ago and <laughs> that was my radio name Joel Summers uh, but uh I I go by Breezeke now I changed I legally changed my name to Breezeke <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's a much better radio name anyhow no, actually, that's my uh, it's my middle name, Summers. So for my radio name, I simply put an S on there, and I was Joel Summers for eleven and a half years. Yeah, and now do you spell it with an O? Definitely, yes, with an O. I left the O in there. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew we did for radio, but I wasn't sure how it was really spelled because when I, when I brought people on the air to do broadcasting at the radio station, the first thing I would ask them is what's your middle name? Because you would be surprised how many middle names are out there that don't always sound like middle names and they make good radio names. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yours was pretty unique for a middle name. Yeah, a lot of pe- yeah, that's true. A lot of people, you hear that. You'll, you'll hear a lot of uh, radio names. Listen to the radio now. Listen to these DJs that you hear on the radio and just listen to see if some of them, if their so-called last name on the radio actually sounds like a regular f- first name <laughs> because that's what a lot of them do they take their middle name and they make it into a last name but yeah i guess i got a little bit of a unique middle name that was that worked pretty good for radio yeah it worked good for engelbert humperdinck as well <laughs> yeah that's one of those um things you wonder why he didn't change his <laughs> i guess it's okay, so unique. so uh back into memorable. growing in grace here um I forgot where we were <laughs> I, I totally know. lost my train of thought. Something don't edit Grace. This. this is this is real life here. You can't always edit real life. And so uh, but no, we were talking last week about how you are not just a sinner saved by grace. Probably one of the one of the biggest phrases that you hear in Christianity, Joel, and it's not even accurate. You as a believer in Christ, being referred to as a sinner saved by grace. That is wrong. And why is it wrong, Joel? Well, there's so many things, you know, so many things about why it's wrong. And a lot of it is, of course, because as we talk about all the time on this program, our identity has changed. The sinner that we were in Adam died. I read the verse last week, and there's other verses that talk about how we've died in Christ. Uh, I think it's Colossians 3, if I remember, it says that you died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Paul talks about how we had to die to the law. And he talks about how the old person that he was died and he became a new creation in Christ. And so because our identity has changed, we're no longer the old sinner that we were, but we've been made into a righteous being, a new creation. But that brings me to this question, Cap. What about Paul? You know, Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. And so wasn't Paul saying that he's still a sinner? Well, that's always the argument that the uh, sinner saved by grace people come up with. Again, they pull out this one verse 
and they say, well, Paul said he was the chief of sinners. Well, let me just stop and try and bring some common sense into this here for just a minute, okay? Because when, when somebody makes that argument and says, uh, well, we are sinners saved by grace because, because Paul said he was the chief of sinners, then you'd have to discount all the other places where Paul said the opposite of that, you know, where Paul talked about, and there's just no time to even begin going through all of them. But throughout the scripture, that Paul said just the exact opposite. So do we have a contradiction here? Or, or is there really a simple explanation? Sometimes we just have to stop and, and ask, because when somebody challenged me on this recently, Joel, and said, well, didn't Paul say he was the chief of sinners? And I would say, what's your argument? Are you suggesting that Paul was uh, saying that he could out everybody? I don't think that's what they meant to argue. So what are you saying? Paul certainly wasn't saying that as the chief of sinners that he continued to out everybody. But he's in Christ now, and he does not have that identity of a sinner any longer. But before he had his experience with Christ, he was a sinner that persecuted Christians. Some of them he put to death. Uh, you know, Paul remembered that. But that's no longer who he is. And, and there's some illustrations I could give here, Joel, but I'm just trying to make this as simple as possible. In Paul's, if I could say it this way, in, in Paul's opinion, at one time, he considered himself the chief of sinners, and, and nobody could outperform him in that way. <laughs> That's probably how he felt about his old life. That's not how he feels about his new life in Christ. Of course not. And again, from cover to cover, starting with the book of Romans through the end of his writings, he, he makes that case of this new life that we have. In fact, I had it here in front of me. Let me see if I can find it. Ephesians 2, no, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. Uh, God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sin or, or being dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. So we were dead in sin. We were, the key word, were, but now he has made us alive. Because when you're dead, there's one thing that, that's going to help your situation. It's not going to be, well, there's really only one thing you can do to help a dead person, and that's to make them alive. Mm -hmm. And that's what God did with us. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. That really hits on the the truth that God didn't simply polish us up or overhaul us or, or just kind of fix us up a bit. Because like you said, we were dead, and there's nothing that you could do to help a dead person. Uh, there's no amount of makeup you can put on. There, there's no amount of fixing up that you can do. Uh, no, no amount of renovation or correcting of a dead person. You can't modify a dead person to to uh, to help them to become something that you want them to be. Really, you have to make that person alive, and that's what God did. So forget this whole idea of, of just fixing up an old sinner, and all right, you know, we're, we're still a sinner, but God has fixed us up a bit. No, uh, indeed, we were dead, and he made us alive in Christ. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people really need to focus on and understand, that we've become new creations, not simply old sinners that were fixed up a bit. And on this, you know, this thing with Paul calling himself the chief of sinners— if, like you were saying, if Paul was saying that at that time that he was currently the biggest sinner, that he could out-sin everybody, then I would say that Paul was the biggest hypocrite 
of them all because he went around. You know, you know that Paul was all about God's grace. He was all about God's love. And as part of that, he would exhort people and encourage people to live godly lives. He said that that's what grace does. Grace is the thing that teaches us to li- to to avoid ungodliness and instead to live godly lives and and to, you know, to stop sinning and to live righteously. Of course, it's all by God's grace. And so if Paul was saying was encouraging and exhorting other people to to live righteously and to live holy lives, and yet he is saying, I'm the biggest sinner that there is. What a hypocrite that, that he was. But of course, again, he was saying that uh, because of all the things that he knew he had done in his past, his persecution of the church and, and everything like that, he reigned supreme, kind of like Muhammad Ali, years after he was no longer actually the heavyweight champion, the box away, uh, boxing champion, he would still call himself the champ. Not because he could still beat anybody up anymore, but because he reigned supreme as the all-time champion. Paul was saying he was the all-time champion when it came to sin, but he wasn't saying that he lived like that anymore. And so uh, he was saying that I'm a righteous, holy saint, made righteous and forgiven and uh, sanctified by the blood of Jesus. And I'm no longer a sinner, but I'm a saint who has been saved by grace and who lives daily by grace. Yeah, and and like Steve McVeigh says, uh, people will not act consistently in ways that are contrary to what they believe about themselves. In other words, uh, if you think of yourself as a sinner, what do you think you're going to do? You know mm-hmm. that that's that's how your your behavior is going to gravitate in that direction. Instead of allowing the, the life of Christ to flow out of you, uh, you're going to be hung up with that. You're going to have this consciousness of sins that they had under the old covenant, where they had to bring animals. Uh, whether it was weekly or the the uh, atonement sacrifice every year, and they would cast their sins onto the animal, so to speak, and, and the blood of the animal would just cover their sins. It wouldn't take them away. And so there was this reminder of sins every year. It just went on and on and on. And also a part of that uh, ceremony was the confession of sin, which we've unfortunately carried over into the New Covenant. We covered that a couple of programs ago. They would confess their sins onto the innocent animal. There's just, uh, again, don't get the covenants mixed up. But there, there is good news here, and that is that you are no longer defined as a sinner. Even if you continue to make some mistakes and, and do the wrong things, that's not how you're defined anymore. It's all because of him and what he did, sin having been dealt with once and for all. And therefore, we no longer have this problem, uh, or at least we shouldn't, of having this consciousness of sin. But if you uh, go to the Christian bookstore, turn on... Christian television sometimes, Christian radio, uh, go to church. And uh, what's the main topic of the week? Eh, there's a good chance it's probably going to be sin, which uh, unfortunately <laughs> isn't sometimes discussed in the context of the new covenant as a finished work, but rather something that people are still trying to overcome by their own self-effort. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a, a post on Facebook recently, Joel, from somebody that said, kind of like what you were talking about before, Christians are now new creations, not rebuilt sinners. Hmm. Exactly. And, and exactly. And that goes back to the person that we were in Adam was dead to God. There was nothing God could do with that old creature. <laughs> all the work in the world, all the touching up, all the revising— what that could never do was it could never produce life. God didn't just, you know, make a rebuilt motor. 
You know, he didn't just rebuild us, but he actually made us brand. He, he actually, we died and we became something new. We became a new creation, righteous and holy, clean, purified, justified. You just can't improve on that. And so, you know, like you say, in, in a lot of the, a lot of churches and, and a lot of radio and TV that you'll hear, uh, people are trying to get people to become better people. But our job in this life, so to speak, if you want to call it a job, is not to become a better person because God has already made us into a new person. But instead, our daily walk with God is is a matter of growing daily in the understanding of who he has already made us to be, who we've already become as a new creation by God's grace. And speaking of this new creation life, how about you? Do you feel like your life in Christ is is that of a new creation? Do you feel fresh and flourishing, as one of the Psalms says? And on that note, do you feel pressure to perform so that your life will look like that? And maybe do you feel like there's a certain amount of spiritual activity that you need to be doing in your life in order to make it like that? Well, these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about next week right here on Growing in Grace as we discuss resting in Christ and his life simply being expressed through us, whatever we do. Stay tuned for that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.